Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVC AZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and ValorsVeteransCommunityAZ.org. Fallen! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Motivation Alley. Today's is going to be a really great show. We've had a, some great episodes so far. Uh, today's special because um, Daniel, who's uh, on the show today, Daniel Maloney, is a, a great friend of mine, and uh, he's got a ton of uh, positive, great motivational information for you basic stuff that we should all as veterans be doing, attempting to do, helping others. Um, for me, he's the, uh, the, uh, the, the greatest average guy. So I know <laughs> I, I don't want to call you average dude, but I mean, that's the basics, right? We were talking about this earlier. Like we're, we're, I'm basic. I'm basic as fuck. Right. Uh, but mm -hmm. I think what, what separates us from, from other folks is that we just, we, we want to be out there in the community and we actually want to do stuff. Right. And for me, that's the yeah. biggest inspiration about Daniel is that he does everything without really thinking about it, without really caring about what others are going to say or the attention that it's going to get him, the, um, you know, the likes, the clicks, he doesn't care about any of that. Right. And so that's why I say you're the, the, the best, the greatest average veteran out there and uh because we're we're just normal guys we're doing the best we can and and uh for me you know that when i discovered what you were doing uh your page uh which we'll get into you might be a veteran if and then all the hundreds of other shit you were doing out there you know that was uh pretty cool man helping promote other veterans and other organizations so without further ado uh daniel maloney welcome to the show buddy Thanks, brother. No, I appreciate it. You know, like you just said about, you know, other veterans, and I think it's really what it boils down to. So many guys, so many people are doing so many different things, you know, uh, and I was put in a place that I could, you know, help facilitate those guys getting themselves known or, or whatever it was, right? And I think it's really fantastic to help other dudes out. And, and I say dudes, but, right, there's plenty of really awesome Dudettes. female veterans out there that do great things too, right? Yeah, dudettes, and it's like, I like being able to to help them as well, you know, and it's uh, the the platform that I created back in whatever 2013 was kind of just made. Uh, I, I just I kind of did it as like a I don't I like laughing. I think laughing is really important. I think uh, it's therapeutic and it's a good for your mind, especially if people get stuck in dark places and all that stuff. So I made this silly page called "You Might Be a Better Net with my buddy Bryce and. We were just joking one day and he like literally looked it up on Facebook and boom, 
He's like, yeah, dude, that's available. I was like, we'll make it. Like, who cares? Let's get let's get 100 people to laugh, right? Um, and here we are, what, seven seven years later uh, with over 105,000 people on it. And then it, it even, even, like, spread off and became the group, um, which is more of an interactive place. But yeah. it's been a great platform to help people and uh, meet guys like you and you know, all the other guys that we know that are just super awesome. And, and, uh, it's, it's awesome. You know, it was very unintentional. It just happened that way. And if so, I'm not mistaken, and, the group itself has over 40,000. Yeah. The group's so, got about 40 K 39 K on the day, you know, and that's, that's, and then that's on top of the, the, the page itself that has over a hundred thousand people. So a lot of people are being reached, uh, through, like you said, just comedy through conversation, nothing nothing special you know and uh, when i say no. you're the average guy you know obviously i love you and you're more than average you know oh. but the reality is oh, we're, we're doing normal shit we're doing nothing that mm-hmm. that that nobody else um it's nothing incredible that nobody else can do right uh anybody can do this well, it's just the the matter of getting yeah. out there and doing it and you know i think i get people that because you know we put on events in the in the past and I've always said to people like, yo, if you want to put it on an event in your area, tell me and I will tell you everything you need to do. And I'm not like an event specialist or something, you know, I'm not like this guy who, who learned how to do it through years of experience. I just literally thought to myself, I want to get a group of people together. What does that group want? Where offers what it is that they want? I'm going to go ask them. I'm going to go find a charity. That's easy because charities are like, yeah, I want money because they're doing something, right? And so I go to donors and say, hey, man, do you want to donate stuff? And I start meeting cool people. You know, like that's how I met Bobby. Like just do all that process with what he was doing with his metal work, you know? And I was like, yo, dude, you want to donate some stuff? And he did. And he, it, it, it brings him a focus and lets his business grow because people see what he does and want more of it. And you know, everything with like Dusty and Scrub Status and his T-shirts. He sold a bunch of T-shirts off of that stuff. And all I did was just like kind of put them in the same room. Um, and it didn't take anything fancy. And people need to know that it's it's good to do and it's not hard. And I have no qualms. Like the platform that was created, uh, that you might be a veteran platform. It's, I mean, yeah, it's like, sure, it's mine, right? I'm, I like made it be, but it's not without people participating it's not a thing it's just me talking to myself right right so that's why i want people to feel like hey man i want to do something in my area there's a cool venue that i think throw together and get 50 dudes you get 50 people to show up 50 people that's awesome right there's one person in that 50 and i've had i've had it every single every of the six veterans nights that that we've done i've always had one person one random person I had never met before come to me and be like, yo, dude, thanks a lot for putting this on. This is the first time I've been out of my house in X amount of time. Um, and it's been great to be able to sit here and like talk to people. And I got a couple of people's phone numbers and stuff. So I just really appreciate it. And I'm like, dude, that's the best. Like, you're the reason this happened. You know, like, you're the one reason right here. If there's no other reason to happen tonight, you're it. And it's cool because there's like six dudes out there that just moved forward and, and felt better and, came out of a place they were stuck in and i think it's important and we got to help each other and it's not anything fancy like you were saying i'm i am totally a normal dude i'm just a regular guy who likes to laugh at things i'm a little bit fatter than most people but that's cool <laughs> and it's uh it's 
it's not hard, man. It's fun to do. Yeah, so I met you at, um, and I don't even know if this was a Veterans Night Out, but you were promoting uh, Vet TV when Vet TV was was first coming out. Oh, you were right. doing you were doing that's a promotional right. party for them, or promotional mm-hmm. event uh, in Mesa, and I saw it, and that's yeah. that's, and I had seen you, or I had seen some of um, your stuff before. You might be a veteran. If I wasn't even sure of the connection yet, but I did see that event. Right. And I went to it, that's and cool, I met man. you. Yeah, shook your hand, and I was like, "I and, think and that's Daniel. I think that's the Maloney guy that I've been seeing." And we fell in love. Um, yeah, we did. We did. We um. The story not, not, was written there. Not many people know about this, but we. I think we may have made out in the back alley. Um, but you or know, or that could have been was when your beard was shorter. Yeah, was possible. That could have also been uh, uh, a fat waiter. I I, I still don't remember that <laughs> night. But uh, either way, was, the connection was, was made. Night. It was a good night. Yeah. yeah, that was that was cool to do, you know, because I had literally I got I, I don't know if people know what that TV is, but it's like a platform. So think of Netflix or Hulu for veterans, right? Yeah. So it's it's television shows and series geared towards the veteran mindset. So uh, it's all comedic based, very much dark humor. Uh, if people aren't prepared for like the bad things that we talk about, right? When you're sitting on, when you're in the barracks or you're inside of a guard tower or wherever you're at, the things that you say or the things that you do, that's basically exactly what they did. Yeah. <laughs> and Donnie uh, put out like, I can't remember what year it was. It was a few years back, but he put out like, hey, I need actors, I need extras for the trailer. And I saw it on Facebook and so I kind of like reached out and was like hey anybody want to go to California and two dudes Kenny and Jesse both popped up I didn't know I knew I knew Kenny I didn't know Jesse Jesse's like some dude some girl was like hey I know a guy we're like yeah bring a guy let's do it so Jesse drove he picked the two of us up we drove to California we spent two days down there helping them do their the trailer for the for that TV you can even like YouTube trailer that TV and it starts with a dude standing there with an IV in his arm. I actually put the IV in the dude's arms, the funny part. Oh, that's he cool. He actually was sick that morning when he came in. And, like, they're like, dog, man, the dude's sick. And I was like, here, bro, sit down. And I dropped the line in him. And then it became, like, too comedic. So we left it in his arm the entire day just for the shoot because it was just – it made sense. You know what I that's mean? That's hilarious. Um, and it was just cool to do. But then after that, he, they want to obviously push out what that TV is and did – those that vet that vet TV night that that we met at, they did a bunch of those throughout the country within that week, um, just to get people involved with it and spread the name. And now it's you know I'd say it's a pretty common, uh, a pretty common thing in our community. At least anyone who's on social media, I feel knows what vet TV is. Yeah, some may not, but if you don't, gotta go check it out. Yeah, and it's it's membership based, so go go check them out. And it's not it's not expensive. Uh, it's a yearly subscription, and you get all the shows, all the 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 comedy and the specials, and all the information about their events and all that good stuff. So it's um it's really cool, man. It's a really awesome community. You know, as for me, as somebody that I consider myself a, a writer and you know, obviously producer of the this podcast and all that, like that is super entertaining for me, especially being around like-minded people, um, which is why your events, once again, I think are, are so special because it makes those like-minded folks come together. Sometimes, like you were saying, those are, there's, there's people out there, veterans, females and males 
that have been been that have been out for months, um, some years, and that this opportunity was the first time they got to meet other folks, and they weren't, you know, for whatever reason, whether they have post traumatic stress or you know they're just antisocial, they just haven't got that opportunity. Maybe they just work too hard and they don't have a chance to really go out and have fun, and they don't or they don't care. You forget what that camaraderie can actually do for you, right? You might even think you're doing okay. Yeah. You know, I don't need people. I don't need to hang out. I just need to go work, provide for my family or take care of myself. And that's all that matters. But at the end of the day, it, it is important. I think self-care and being around other folks and um, talking and whatever, it, it's it's good for the soul, right? It's, it's so important, man. You know, like I said, I totally get introverts. I know plenty of people who are introverted and would rather not. But the it no harm will ever come out of being around a group of people that are like you that create a healthy community. There's no harm that comes out of that. Harm comes out of being stuck alone for long periods of time. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. the, the quarantine of 2020 is a perfect example. People have not been, they don't enjoy being closed in. And I like giving people opportunities to do that, whether it's getting together and having a beer, um, you know, raffling off some cool stuff. Like, I don't know. I just enjoy doing it. And I enjoy people, man. I like meeting. It, it lets me meet dudes like you. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, it's, it's because it, you, you create friendships and it's, it's a rare thing that only a few people in the world can appreciate the, that, that camaraderie that exists and, you know, don't lose it. Don't, I, I feel for guys that do kind of lose it. And I'm like, yo man, I'm a regular cat, you know, like, you know, it's not, don't be too cool for school. Come out and hang right. out and we'll just like talk about shoes or we can talk about guns or we can talk about like what socks you like. I don't care. Right. I mean, it's just have funny conversation and I find humor to be critical. Like it's laughing, but the, the, the psychology says laughing, blah, blah, blah. It release endorphins and makes you feel good. That's all true. Right. But like, why would you want to laugh at things that you know specifically no one else understands? Yeah. You know, like that, you can sit with another guy, you and I can have a conversation. And I know like my wife now laughs at me sometimes. Cause she's like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, that's, you can't. And that's fine. Right. And she just like, no, oh, it's cool. But like I can talk and rap with my buddies about stuff and we just laugh and we say random stuff to each other that we can't say anywhere else. Right. Right. We say, a, a stupid acronym or talk about this one location like oh man you stood there too yeah i stood there that's crazy did you see the thingy yeah blah blah. Yeah. And it's just it's it's neat man i just really enjoy doing it and, i don't know making guys laugh and making people feel good is a passion but i mean that's kind of in line with what i do for work too so you know i suppose it just i've been blessed with a a want to do that kind of thing you know? yeah so that that's the one thing is it's great for you know, like you said, the people that are introverts and people who haven't been out for a while, but it's also good for people like us that obviously you and I are not introverts, right? But right. we kind of have this mission of we, we know we want to do more for the community. We also know yeah. we want to do more yeah. for ourselves. We, we have ideas. We have thoughts. 
Uh, we want to express those thoughts through some so, sort of media, whether it's social media, groups, events, uh, the podcast, you know, um, you made, so we haven't even talked about this yet, but you have some funny videos out there that, that hit a few, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of viewers, if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, from your early days, yeah. uh, when you first started your, 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 um, page and, you know, I, people might not know about that, but I would, I would definitely go check that out. Um, cause you've got some, some really hilarious videos out there. You know, we talk about vet TV. Um, sp um, let me go back to vet TV real quick because you mentioned you were in the trailer. I remember that trailer and I remember you and I remember what you were doing. So if, uh, <laughs> if people, I don't, I don't know if I want to spoil it or not, but it was hilarious. Your scene and what you were it. doing in this it. Do you, do you want to tell people? Because I know exactly. And, and if well, you weren't no. in the military, you won't get why this is funny. But we right. get it. Everybody, I mean, it's hilarious. This is a common theme in the military of doing exactly what you were doing in the in the the, the, the ad, if you will. What I'll, and what I'll say is a driving thing to make people want to go see it because it's funny. Um, I actually was the artist. I, I, like, I get it. I, I never thought any I, different. I, like that morning without spoiling it because people need to go see it and then they will laugh even harder. But like that morning, the producer's like, I need a painting of this. And I was like, and one of the guys was like, ah, the doc can draw that. He knows he does that all the time. I was like, sure. I drew it. And one of the producers even gave me his, he trimmed his beard. So if people haven't figured hmm. out what was going on with this, they will real quick. Yep. But like, he gave me. I actually currently have that painting in my garage. No way. Does not like it, but it's sitting in there with everyone's signatures, dude. That was that was in the everyone, every every person uh, from Johnny. Uh, I know Drew Hernandez. Yeah. Rudy Reyes was there, um, and like you know Jesse and Kenny and just tons of dudes, man. And everyone signed it. It's cool. It's sitting in my garage right now. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. See, I didn't, I didn't know you still had that painting. So yeah, for those of you that don't know and are wondering what, what was, uh, Daniel painting in this, um, this, this, this commercial that they, that they made, um, with the medic or trailer, draw? what did the medic draw? I mean, if you're in the military, you should know already shame on you for not knowing. Uh, but if you weren't, um, or, or if you were in the air force, you might not know, but, uh, uh no, but just go check no, it out. Will. Go check it out. Go where when they, when they find it, just YouTube, go to uh vet TV trailer. You know, do you have it on your page? Yeah. Maybe you should put it on your page Yeah, I can put it up or somewhere. I, I don't know, but put it up in a while. either way, uh, yeah, so, I'll, put, I'll, actually, I'll put it up on the, you might be a veteran. You mean, yeah. So just remember that you might be a veteran if page, but th there are some limitations though, right? I think you have to be a family member or veteran, uh, in order to be on, on, on the page. I don't know if you've changed any of the restrictions. So, I mean, regardless, hundred thousand people. It's a lot. So on the, on the page now, anybody can come join it. Some people still get it cause they, they grew up in it. And if yeah. you don't get it, why would you join? Right. 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 Um, for the group to be part of the group, um, you, you have to be invited into the group by someone in the group. Um, and we've done that just to kind of police ourselves and keep right. things safe. Yeah, things get crazy. It. But it's, uh, mm -hmm, it's either veterans um, or dependents of veterans. And it's just because the dependents, there's been times that I know we've seen. Uh, so if, if everyone doesn't know, Mario is also one of the administrators on the page. So he helps facilitate that stuff. And, and there was a, a mom who came on and said she, her son died and, she was trying to figure something out and like people were able to like kind of give her resources to 
come together with what it is she was trying to figure out. And, like, that was cool. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be some people that kind of, well, it's a veteran page. We should only have veterans. And I'm like, eh, I'm not that cool to be, like, that segregated right. from everyone in the world. Um, because there's plenty of people who understand the mentality. Um, I mean, kids, little kids that grew up and, you know, like you call military brats, like they understand what it was like for their parent when they were in the military. They, they could watch that occur. And they themselves have great resources available to them as dependents to veterans. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wanted to create a place that people can come and, and talk to one another. And for the most part, people that aren't veterans, they generally don't get involved too much and they don't say too many things if they do it's actually looking for information so and i'll say this um, man we have i get a, a little rub raw when people do that yeah we have a good group man of of admins too that that we all have very like-minded <laughs> we're not all uh so much into this whole veteran community that we're one we're not dicks we're not like nope only veterans we're understanding of family members we're understanding of also there you know i'd hate to say this but there's the whole uh, female veteran issues where you know there's there's always guys out there that are just complete dicks um they don't understand the culture or they're old school guys that just never grew up and and don't understand the current culture where we're at now that you know i mean there's so many people that our group will definitely defend um, even, even if oh, yeah. it doesn't fit the narrative of a lot of these old school veterans, we're like, guys, we got to grow up, man. We we're, 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 we're better than that too. Then that's the whole thing about being a veteran yeah. is we're supposed to be here to help others. Right. Um, and yeah. so let's not get caught up on the, the stupid little things and, uh, let's move forward. And our group, uh, we manage that page pretty well. I, I think, uh, for yeah. how big it is, I think we do an awesome yeah. freaking job of. And uh, honestly, the maybe a few years ago, it was a little crazy. And you know, obviously, yeah, uh, you oh, run yeah. it. When shit we got first started. It was a lot of work, dude. It was a lot. Get and we we. I mean, I hate to say this, but we we kind of trained the the people on the page how to behave, right? Like, I, I I don't know if there's a better word for it, but we we did uh, behavior modification is what I'll call it. And uh, <laughs> I like it. And yeah. the, the page is, has been running smoothly. It's it's great. People post the things, the right things, the things they're supposed to post. Uh, when we decided as, as as a group and, you know, with obviously your guidance on these are the things we, we can post or people are allowed to. These are the things they're not. And we've evolved, too. We've allowed for different things. We've changed. Um, and you're pretty open, too, as far as like, hey, what, what should people be allowed to post? You know, we've also tried to keep away all the fake shit. You know, the, the people just, you know, collecting money for themselves with no real. Um, uh, organization behind them no you know you're like we can't we can't verify these people so we can't have them just asking for money because you know we we want legit folks and we want to manage this in a way where it's it's professional you know as as professional as as we can be right because this is obviously just a side page we all have full-time jobs all of us on on this page we all have careers we all have lives. We all have families. I mean, that's the awesome part is yeah. that, you know, we 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 still have time to be able to help and manage all these other folks while uh, well, maintaining our own lives. Because that was always one of your biggest things is for us to maintain ourselves. And that was important to me. Like, you need to be able to live your life and manage this. And I and, and I said it. And I think now the, the team that that we have all created has become a real strong team. And we all know each other. You know, and so it's good because, you know, we have some 
it, it, there's personalities within it and it was intentional. Like as I was thinking about the people uh, who I want to, to help facilitate it, like it was, I wanted to create a network of people that resources could be pulled out of. Um, you know, I mean, Nika is a perfect example. Um, she is crushing it with like team Rubicon, you know, and has like crazy knowledge when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, she's a single mom and, and is a busy person. And like, I want that thing because like you said, there's the, the female veterans and they can't get forgotten because they nowadays, I mean, <clears throat> nowadays females are doing everything dudes are doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here in the next 10 to 20 years, we're going to see a larger, a larger return of females who, uh, who have been exposed to more, you know? Um, and it's important. I don't want to forget them. I don't want anyone to feel segregated in that regard. Now, of course, it's okay for Air Force guys to not feel like they were in the military because they weren't. And it's okay that Coast Guard people know they weren't in the military because they weren't. But everybody else, <laughs> right? Like, they need to know. They need to know, right. Yeah. They need to know that they're okay. And, and like, that, that ball busting, right? Like, yeah. I, you and I can clown on Air Force dudes all day. I can tell an Air Force guy he's a clown and, you know, whatever the case is. And we can call Marines stupid and we can go back and forth at the games, right? But only we can do that. <clears throat> no one else gets to come in and, and, and do right. that. You don't get to come into that group. You don't get to come into that brotherhood and say, like, oh, Air Force is everyone. Like, bro, you weren't in. Shut your mouth. You don't get to. No, no, no. no. That's not how it works. Like, just right. I'll give you one try. Don't do that again. You know? Um, it was funny. I was at a. I used to bounce at a bar, right, when I was, like, in my early 20s, and I'm standing outside. I'm, like, the outside guy, and there's these two um, two Marines on the inside of the gate, and they're wrecked, bro. I mean, like, they are wrecked, and they're, one guy walks up from the outside, and he's wrecked, too, and I instantly could tell he was a Marine, too. I could just tell, like, they, just the way that they carried and, like, they grunted and stuff. He walked up to the other two, and the other two instantly started, like, insulting him, you know, the, like talking about his mom what had happened was that that third dude that walked out had got booted for being too drunk and so he came up to the gate to tell his buddies like yo i got kicked out well they like relentlessly started making fun of him and tell him that he was like worthless and like they're talking about his mom and it was funny i'm just sitting there like i was highly entertained somebody else heard it and obviously didn't know like the scenario and yeah, like, the history hey, leave that guy alone like you know, leave them and like totally start to defend the single guy that was us at the gate. Man, those three turned on that person. Like they went <laughs> off. I literally had to go up and stop them. Like I walked up, like, no, 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 leave, leave. And it was it, like, I was like, don't do it. This, like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. The boyfriend, like, come on, come on. And they were like, yo, man. They're, they're belligerent and drunk. They can't even like clearly articulate words. And I'm like, I'm just laughing hysterically at the fact that I watched this happen in front of me. You know, there's these three brothers who are just murdering one another and saying terrible, terrible things about each other's mothers. You know what I yeah. mean? And this one person comes up to defend one of them and they all turn. Yeah. And it was like, man, this is cool. Like, that, this is this is real. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Like only only in the military like that would you turn and go, hey, you uh, don't talk shit to the people that are talking shit to me. You know, it's like. <laughs> I'll, I'll defend yep. them even though they're fucking with me like you know i'll get back to them but first we're gonna handle you all right all right guys all right we took care of this clown now what were you saying about my mom please continue right exactly. <laughs> sorry you know, when i when i did the 
it's when I did the events, because um, I did them in a couple venues, and the, I think the first event had a couple hundred people. So, like, the venues actually were concerned and asked me, like, hey, do we need to bring in more security? <sighs> and I was like, uh, no, we're good. Yeah, like, we are the security. People in- yeah, exactly. And, how she, uh, and they were like, well, you said they're going to drink a lot more. And I was like, oh, they're going to drink way more. You're going to sell more alcohol today than you had in other days reference to this. I'm like, well, then don't you worry about fights? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, honestly, we will 100% police ourselves. Um, and never once did we ever create any problem in any of those venues. Because as soon as somebody got a little bit too much and got a little bit too boisterous, the group just policed it and was like, yo, dude, that's too much. Yeah. Or now it's time to leave. And we never had a problem. Those, they loved it when we left. Because like, yeah, we just made like an extra six Gs. And we didn't have a single problem tonight. Less I'm issues like, yeah, than any welcome. normal night, yeah. Yeah, like let me know when you want to do it again. I can make you another $6,000 and we can find another charity and everyone can be happy. You know, so it's uh, that's why I love that stuff. And, and I, um, with my buddy, um, you know you know that, I mean, you know I have a charity, you know, Stateside Warrior. Yeah. And it's with a couple of buddies of mine. He came to me a while back. He's a civilian, but he's a, he's a big heart, man. He loves everybody. Um, and he's a money man. His brain, he's a financial dude. And he's like, yo, bro, I want to help vets, dude. So like, let's, I want to help homeless veterans. I want to help guys that have processing problems. Like, I just want to help guys. And I was like, sounds fantastic. Well, he owned a jujitsu gym. I did jujitsu. And so kind of came together and helped create this concept of, uh, the place for veterans to come and do jujitsu, right? Uh, and ultimately help facilitate the cost of it because it can be kind of expensive uh, with the cost of the gi and then monthly fees of right. hundred dollars, you know, one hundred and twenty bucks a month. And like, how can we get guys in? And so he he's the brains. All I did was um, like like we were talking about, right? As a, as a veteran community, um, if if someone who's not in the community walks in, is like, hey, I have a really good thing. Everyone's gonna be like, meh. It's probably okay, but sure, right? I'll give it a shot. Right. I'm not going to have real true buy-in. But we have buy-in with one another. It's just it's just what we do. You know, if, if, if a veteran, if we have two veteran businesses or a veteran business and a civilian business and they offer the exact same thing, and then they, and let's say even the veteran business might be even more expensive, you know, um, the likeliness of any of us choosing the veteran business is higher. You know, right? Um, and I just for that I reason, love exactly, absolutely. And, and since I love helping guys, and he, you know, is a smart human being, smarter than me, I was like, yo, if I can take his smart brain and my wanting to help, and we can combine, we can create uh, this place for guys to come. And it's been neat. To, I haven't done it a bit because of my move, but putting together events where dudes come in and do jujitsu, and it's nice to see. It's really cool, man. Uh, some of the guys that came in like the very first event we ever did are currently like blue belts and getting promoted and like, and have changed their lives because of, because of jujitsu, you know? Um, and it's, uh, it was neat to just be a part of that and watch people get better and feel better and, and grow and create a network in it of themselves. It, it was just, again, kind of a cool part and, we just did it because we wanted to help people. You well, know, it's we, kind of fun. We, I enjoyed yeah, we, we talk about, you know, humor. We talk about, you know, the power of, of getting together and being around other like-minded people. And then now we're also getting into, 
uh, physical fitness. So you're adding yeah. all these components that together, you know, well, not not one single thing can do the job completely, right? Well, any of those is great for, especially to get people out, to get started, but you definitely need all of that stuff together, right? So jujitsu is just another great way to get people out there, especially if you're saying, well, you're going to be around other veterans, um, you know, and, but here's the other cool part too, is that it also gets veterans out around other civilians too, right? Even if you're kind of being tricked into coming out to these veteran supportive events, uh, meeting civilians <laughs> yeah. is not a bad thing, guys, because guess what? We're a small percentage of the population. You're going to need to talk to civilians, your bosses, your coworkers. Most likely, uh, there's a great chance that they're unless unless your job, you know, uh, unless you're like in law enforcement, you know, EMT, you're probably going to be surrounded by more veterans than, than most other positions. Um, but for the most part, you know, you're going to be surrounded by civilians. So it's good to know how to communicate. It's good to, to be used to those, those, those type of folks. So I know civilians, you know, they're weird, but we gotta, we gotta get along. And so at the end of the day, it's, it's great for, I think everybody just come together and understand each other's mindset and all that. So, um, everything you're doing is awesome but we haven't even talked about you and 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 there's so many more things that you do as well and that's another reason why i wanted you to hear like we're literally you know uh um not even halfway through and and this is all the kind of cool stuff you've done after you left the military uh but can we talk a little bit about you how you got into the military because i know you were in the navy and then the army so you're one of those rare gems mm -hmm. that that has the point of view from two different uh, branches uh, also, your nickname, Doc Ordy. We've never discussed this. I can only assume uh, where you, and, and I'm going to take a shot at it, uh, only because I know the military, but from what I understand, obviously you were a medic. And yeah. when you were in the Army, you were a medic, correct? And you right. were yeah. ordinance yeah. when you were in the Navy. Correct. So is that where Doc Ordy comes in? Yeah, I was just like trying to create a tag name because, like, at the, that time that I created the page, we didn't there it was like this social media was really booming and that's what people were doing right so i was like i'm gonna do it now too and I, whatever it's cool right and so i was like well what describes me? i don't know like some you see people are like i'm megatron or whatever and yeah. i was like well medic <laughs> and i was an ordy so doc ordy man that just works so i i nailed it and boom Oh, they, they, exactly didn't even, right. <laughs> they didn't even need to talk to you about it. I just I just assumed. But um, for those of you that don't know, there's your history. So I don't even know if you go by that name anymore, Doc Ordy or not, but um, it always stuck I'm with not, me. Well, yeah, no, on the page I do. Um, I think for the most part, anyone that's followed the page for an extended period of time probably has figured out my actual name. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I still tag it on there because it's at this point it's familiar. Yeah. Um, and people know it's coming from – from that guy from the beginning who, you know, who started it on his couch doing it. I still do it for my couch, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it just kind of came up. So yeah, when I joined the, like, got out of high school, went military, like everybody else does because I didn't have anything else to do, um, was went in active duty, uh, before nine 11, uh, was in during nine 11. Um, and this was the Navy, correct? That, yeah, this is when I was in the Navy. Um, got out a couple years after 9-11. Took a break. Actually worked with some kids for a while. And then um, because of what I did for work, I worked with the, at a military-style academy. 
I was surrounded by army dudes. And so I enjoyed my civilian job. And so I became a nasty girl for a while. Um, and uh, learn that culture through there. But also in that interim, it's kind of like phases. I actually, I did contract work and uh, we did um, humanitarian demining. So looking for landmines, right? Demining. Because it's quite where, the Geneva Convention. Where'd you do that? Yeah, uh, dude, Northern Afghanistan is covered in it. Uh, the Russians during like back in like the 80s and 90s, right. they dropped a ton of ordnance up there. Um, little tiny landmines, dude, like toe poppers. You know, that's what yeah. we called them. There's little ones that literally will just blow off the front of your foot. Um, and because of how the Geneva Convention is written, armed forces, U.S. forces uh, may not offensively look for landmines, right? So if I have bad guys over there, this is a minefield. I can't go through the clear the minefield to get to the bad guys, right? Uh, but if I get stuck then I can look for landmines to get out of the situation that I'm in. So they were like, um, we should use these dudes that know how to use this equipment really well because the company that we worked for made it. And so they basically made a team because he had like the hundred pounds of brains, right? Yeah. These dudes that were like wicked, crazy, smart, genius engineers that generally can't talk because they're so smart and they're awkward. Yeah. Um, and then you have all these soldiers well, that line is so far apart that they can't talk to each other. So what they did was they said, let's find a bunch of um, idiot military people, teach them how to not be idiots, which is plenty of smart military, <laughs> yeah. exactly, believe it or not. Um, and then we'll make them sneeze on this subject matter. Then they will facilitate using it in situations where uh, soldiers can't and then teaching the soldiers how to use it in situations that they can. So being around military all the time. Um, this was in my interim part between Navy and Army. We were actually on Fort Bragg. Um, and we're at Bragg. We're contractors. And our, our uh, this was the era of contractors. Yeah. This was like the Blackwater era. Right, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we were, it's kind of funny, like we would rent vehicles, whatever base we were at or wherever we were, whenever we got sent somewhere, we would just rent a car. Um, and you know, we wore tan boots, five eleven pants, um, some type of shirt that was like approved through our boss. And then, uh, some guys had facial hair, some didn't. Uh, and of course the standard contractors cap, right? Uh, that's a given. There's, now this is all before it was hires. popular to wear that. Cause now Correct. this is when it was functional. When yeah. It was like not it, throw that it, 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 was it was for like, that I, reason. Right. For that reason, and I didn't know, and I'm like, sure, whatever, dude, I don't care. And the dudes I'm with, I'm like by far the least interested human being inside this vehicle. Like, um, I'm with like EOD guys and guys that were like freaking E8s and sappers, and like, and I'm I'm compared to these guys, I'm a total window licker, and it's fine. And we were on Fort Bragg; they were all army, former army caps. Um, We came up. Uh, we were driving a Suburban, right? Because why wouldn't we have a black Suburban? Because that's how it turned out. Um, and we pull up to this barrier. And they all know at this time I'm not an Army dude, so I hadn't been exposed to the culture yet. So they know that they can, like, pull one over on me. And they said, yo, bro, move that road barrier out of the way really quick. And I'm like, okay. So I jump out of the truck. I move the road barrier. They pull through. I pull the road barrier back in. And as this is happening, I start hearing some, like, yelling from the distance. 
like some really intense, like angry yelling. Right. And I'm like, Oh, someone's getting in trouble. And I'm not thinking about it. So I just kind of jump into the truck. We probably have like a block to drive as we're doing it. Somebody jumped like, uh, 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 I, I come to find out it was a first sergeant, but at the time I didn't know it was jumps on like the, like the, the, the little step side of the, the suburban and is like punching the window dude. And he's cussing and he's screaming at the driver. And I now look up and I see all these dudes running, uh, like running past us. We're driving pretty slow running past us. And I'm like, Hmm, that's weird, but okay. We pull into the lot and I just jump out. The other guys get out. They all know what's going on. Uh, our like team lead goes, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go handle this. And so I'm like, what's going on? And the guy's like, yeah, bro, that was a PT route. I was like, what? And I don't know if anyone's ever been on Bragg before, uh, but they take PT pretty yeah. freaking serious, man. Like, you don't interrupt running. You don't interrupt running. Really, you just interrupt running. Anytime they're running, you just, that, that road does not exist for anything but running. And so the fact that we're driving on it blew this first sergeant's mind. Like, his, I'm, he was exploding. He was going to die. And I can see him slipping out <laughs> on, like, our... Our team lead, and our team lead's very much like he's a retired E8. He had no cares about what this guy was saying to him, right? And I still have, I'm still so like ignorant and naive to what's going on that I'm like, doo, 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 like the little kid that like runs out in the middle of the street that doesn't really like know that he's gonna get smoked by a car. Like, that's what yeah. I'm doing. I'm like, hey guys, look at the gear, I'll take it over there. And the guy's like, nah, just wait. And I was like, why do we wait? I'll just walk it over there and I'll put it inside. They're like, dude, just wait. And come to play i hearing it and i start realizing like wait a minute something's up here and then they obviously laughed at me hysterically like bro they were gonna kill you man that first sergeant like literally wanted your name and stuff of course my team leader was like i told them to piss off but i was like why would you guys do that to me <laughs> and i was like wait a minute never mind because you're That's the exactly new guy you did it to me. yeah <laughs> yep i'm the new kid so it was that was like my first, those were like my first exposures to the army culture. And then obviously after that, you joined the, uh, joined the Adasti guard unit. And, um, it was, um, so pretty cool, man. I mean, for I anybody that doesn't know what nasty girls is, he's talking about the national guard, the Arizona national, national. Guard. And that's when you became a medic. That's a, yeah. And that's where I became a medic. Cause I thought to myself when I was in the Navy, I was an ordinance man. I got out and realized that was an absolutely useless skill set. Um, so there was no use for what I knew in the civilian sector. So I thought, man, I'm going to get a skill set that I can utilize. Um, and so I found out, yeah, they give you your EMT certification through AIT. Um, and then you actually, and I like people, right? I like yeah. working with people. And I didn't know medicine at the time. Um, and so I learned it. And it gets spawned into where I'm at now, which is, you know, I'm a paramedic, like a civilian paramedic. I'm an instructor. I teach it regularly. Uh, going to nursing school. Hopefully, I'm gonna go get my uh, doctorate nurse practitioner. Um, so I can. I just learned to love medicine. It became my life, and it's it's a passion of mine. And I enjoy doing it, and it's been pretty awesome, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so this is a perfect example of you just kind of moving forward. You know, just going along with the the yeah. ride, and then looking at things on. How can I utilize my military skills? Um, what can I, um, you know, do to help others? What can I do to help myself, my career, and what do I enjoy? So it's just, it's just, it's the perfect example of I think what we all strive for when when we're in the military or when we get out, 
um, is to 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 utilize those skills, right? You don't want to um, let it go to the wayside either, because I was in the same boat as you. I was artillery, you know, when I was in the military. At, at, yeah. Before I changed the MOSs, but I was artillery, and there was nothing I can do with that. You know, there's no civilian mm-hmm. jobs where I get to, you know, pull a lanyard and make things go boom, you know? But yeah. Um, yeah. when I went, uh, switched over for my last few years to public affairs, uh, that might not be as hua as people, you know, you think, <laughs> but it helped me to, you know, get to where I am now. You know, I, I, I always enjoyed videos and taking pictures and, you know, artwork. And you might say, well, you know, art, how is that? So, you know, how is that, uh, public affairs, but all that artistic stuff, it all comes together. And so I am where I am now because of the, I think the, the lessons I learned when I was in public affairs, what to do, what not to do, you know, um, just writing in general, things like that. And being around other like-minded people, you know, while I was in the military that were also into this kind of stuff, it helped me to, to build up what I've, what I'm doing now. And then as far as my regular job and always being in some type of operational management position, you know, that I just learned just from being in the military, you know, so learning, taking those skills and, and using them appropriately, um, to get further in life, that's it's all we ever really tell people. That's what you need. That's what you should be doing. That's, you know, everything else. You know, I know you miss the PT part of it, the the, the team building, but you can always do <laughs> oh, yeah. other stuff to supplement that. You know, f- focus on you and well, your family and the rest will come. There's resources for us, you know, um, and, you know, whether it's going to school. Um, for some people, school's not their bag, you know, like. They're not into. They're not at a point in their life where college works for them. There's bo- there's vocational stuff that's that's available. You know, there's uh, there's trade certifications that people can get. And I'll tell you what, man. Like working in the civilian sector, um, it, there's obviously a positive return for businesses who hire veterans. That's good. That's good for them. Um, there's things that are available to businesses who hire veterans. But that's aside from the, the fiscal aspect of it. It's also beneficial because they're getting someone who has a mindset that's different than the other people. And it's because of the training they've been to. They've already shown the ability to complete a task, right? Like they served for four years and completed, and that's a minimum, right? So why wouldn't I want to hire someone that I know for a fact because they just, they're, they're, they, there's proof that they completed something from the front to the end. So I know that they're loyal. I know that they have the ability to learn. I know that they're motivated, you know, and we can bust balls on like the, you know, the, the, the ASVAB waiver infantry dude, you know, and a man who scored like a, like an 18, but he scored an 18 when he was like a 17 year old. (laughs) Right. Right. You know? And, and so like, it's, you can't really like, now he's a 23 year old man and, he's been through life and he's experienced things and he's learned stuff and he understands leadership and he understands communication. Um, and his form of communication might be a little bit off kilter, but that's teachable because he's obviously teachable, right? Because you, he has proof that he's teachable. So why wouldn't they want to bring that in? And the, that mindset where people get stuck in like, well, you know, civilians, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to, uh, they don't want us because, you know, they don't understand how we work. And it's like, I get it. I understand that you thinking that way. However, it's not their responsibility to adjust to us. It's our responsibility as a human who needs to succeed in life to adjust to them. So I have to adjust to them. I have to learn 
things that they need me to learn so that I can be a part of it and move forward in my life. Right. Uh, I, I'm not a scholarly person. I'm actually, dude, I'm, I'm mad ADD. <laughs> um, I struggle really hard when it comes to being a student. And I know that. And medicine is a world of smart people. And I'm always the dumbest guy in the room, you know, and I'm okay with that. And I work really hard at, at that in learning and surrounding myself with people who are going to make me better so that I can help other people. You know, I use those tools to adapt and, and, and learn what I need to do. And that's, it, it can happen. You just have to be willing to put some work in. And the fact that <clears throat> I'm speaking to, you know, all the veterans out there that, you know, have problems, but like you have the ability to do well. You've made it very clear by successfully completing basic training, going to school and learning your job and then doing that job and then becoming a subject matter expert in that job and getting promoted and deploying and being in situations that other people can't even think about, you know? And so to be down on yourself because you think that you can't is not, is not true. You can, you just have to find out what your version of can is. Yeah. Everybody's different. Some people are, you know, you have guys that are, their hand, they're, they're, they learn by touching. They put their hands on it and their mechanics and that's how they learn, right? You have people that learn by listening. You have people that learn by watching. You have, there's all these variances and you have to learn what your version is and everybody's different. And sometimes you have to learn how to learn the other way. And it takes time. It took me until I was 30, man, to like, kind of figure out where I was at in my head and what I wanted to do. Um, but then I, I knew I had the discipline anytime I feel overwhelmed because I would do it all the time. I'd be sitting in medic school and I was like, yo, I'm definitely the dumbest guy in this class. I am struggling. I can't learn this information. And then I'd stop and be like, wait a minute, hold on a second. I can learn this information. I know that I can because I understand learning at a high op tempo so I can focus sit down, pay attention, and I can learn it. I'm just going to have to work harder than other people, but I'm not afraid of working hard. I've worked hard a lot, so I'm going to just work hard. It's not scary to me, and I'm going to be successful at it, and I did, and it put me to where I'm at now, going from you know the, the brand-new EMT that <clears throat> just had the base knowledge of medicine to where I am now as an instructor in advanced cardiac life support and pediatric advanced life support. And, and I think differently and I've learned through years of experience and, and pushing myself and being uncomfortable. You know, I, I, that's one thing that military people are generally okay with. They are okay with discomfort. They know it's coming at some level, right? Depends on what branch you're in, you know, air force, the discomfort is the pillows a little bit hard, but you learn to accept that your pillows hard, you know, the guys that are dirty grunts that are in the Marines, they understand that today is going to be negative 10 and it's wet and I'm miserable and I haven't eaten and I, my ass is chafed and I have blisters on my feet and I'm going to just going to be uncomfortable. Right. But you've learned to be uncomfortable. So when you get out, use that. What a great tool. You know how many people in the world wish they, they don't even know that they wish they could have that exposure. It's so beneficial to us to be able to, to utilize this. It's a skill to, to be okay being uncomfortable is a skill because most people don't know how and you have to be exposed to it. And we're, man, we're just such a lucky group of people to have the, yeah, it's just a unique experience in life. And so like, that's why for me, lifting guys up is so important. 
Dude, that, you know, that when is... I get guys that are... Go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, I was going to say, that was, that's a great lesson, man. And, and I was going to say real quick, like in Ranger School, I think their motto is, uh, after the rain comes a rainbow. Is that correct? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. So I think that's our special forces, you know, I think in, in, in Latin or something, after the rain comes a rainbow, e pluris, malipus, whatever. Um, I thought it was like, look cool. Something like that, yeah, something like that. You see a lot I'm of guys, sure a lot of special forces guys with rainbow tattoos. So I guess that's what it must mean. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, no, but seriously, that's a great lesson. What you just said right there is that people don't realize that, yes, education will get you so far, um, you know, knowledge, but hard work. Without hard work, um, I don't think you can accomplish, especially like for what you were saying, is hard work is what got you to where you were. The, all the other stuff, you needed to know that. But if it wasn't for hard work, what, where would you be, right? And I think people underestimate the power of just working, just grinding it out. And that's really how we, most of us made it through the military is to just keep your head down, know that you're going to get through the shitty parts. And, and tomorrow really is, you know, I, I joke around about the rainbow, but it really is going to be a brighter day tomorrow. And, and if you can get through those shitty days, nothing in the civilian world for the most part um, is going to be, is ever going to be as shitty as the shittiest days while you were in the military. So if you can fathom yeah, that, that's true and and get yeah. through that then then you're then you're good man just keep your head up so for that like you for example you're a perfect example of you took what what you know you learned in the military you made a career out of it but we were talking earlier about volunteering and you know how much uh, help that can also uh, be for us and you also use your skills to volunteer and do other stuff for your church and and, and around the world is i mean can you talk a little bit about that and what you're doing with 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 that for sure. So yeah, we, um, I got through the church that I go to, um, met this lady who, um, was just like, you ever met someone and you're like, I feel like I need to know you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just felt pushed and called to make this decision. And so what we did was we met her and she goes to Haiti, um, twice a year. And she, at this point when I met her, she had gone, uh, 20 times or so. Um, and she asked, you know, Hey, I need medical people to go to Haiti and we go do a medical mission. We go there and we go into random villages and we see people and we help them feel better. We bring them medicine, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Right. There's that discomfort piece, right? There I am uncomfortable. I'm accepting the fact and I'm embracing this discomfort because it didn't take oh, much for me to realize being in Haiti was not going to be comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, and But I loved it because here I am having this opportunity to use the skill set that I have to help other people that truly, truly need it. And so since then I've gone four times, five times. Um, I actually, of her 20 times, she led every single trip. And for whatever reason, she... Uh, felt that I could lead a trip, uh, be the team lead for the team going into the other country and logistics and stuff. So she gave me one of the trips every single year. Um, so she took one, I took the other trip. That's pretty cool. Um, and it was crazy because, yeah, it was neat. And like, it was kind of uh, humbling to see where, where I was being put to work in my life and what I was being told to do or whatever. But, you know, it was uh, getting there was humbling. Uh, I, uh, many of us have seen pretty poor situations in life and, 
people live in true third world countries and it's it's pretty sad but I got there and it put me in a whole new perspective of things. You know, sometimes you have to humble yourself. And that's the one thing that I gained from being there was like, yo, my life is on point, bro. Right. Like this is, I'm, I'm blessed at how great my life is compared. Uh, we went to like villages and like, when I say tree kids, like, I don't mean that in, in any facetious way. Like literally kids that lived in tree kids, nowhere to live, yeah. um, came to the clinic that we were at in this random village in the middle of the jungle and wanted, and she knew she was, didn't feel good. And so we get, you know, and here I have this little kid, she's nine. She doesn't have a parent. She doesn't have a dad. She doesn't have a mom. She doesn't have anybody. And I have to tell this kid who, by the way, doesn't speak English and I don't speak Creole, which is what they speak in Haiti, but using my translator, I have to tell this kid how to take this medicine every single day, you know? And the nine-year-old little girl was like, okay, I'll do that. Like, I was like, wait a minute, did I just tell a nine-year-old how to like manage her pain? That's funny, yeah. Thing, you yeah. know? And she totally grasped it. It's because what she's been exposed to and she learned, I gotta, I have to take care of myself. Man, fine, I mean, I, I have a daughter and she was nine at one point. If I'd have told my daughter when she was nine, here's uh, here's a bag of <laughs> ibuprofen, okay? Uh, these are antibiotics. These are two different pills. I need you to take them at different times. Don't take this one without food. Uh, this one's gonna make it, like, what? And the nine-year-old in Haiti goes like, okay, okay. right? I was like, what? Yeah. This is insane, man. You know, and, and seeing the She's the, like, the that's the easiest really part of my help. day. <laughs> the medicine no is kidding, the easiest right? part like, of my day. So don't worry. I got this. Yeah. Like this, I got this. Yeah. Like I'm going to figure out how to like where I'm going to eat and sleep the next right. like, 14 years of right. life or whatever. But it's, it's just you know, going and being a part of that. And then my wife came with, my wife would go with me and we both like worked as a team together. It was really cool to do that. Um, and brought other people that I knew into it to help them use their skill set. Because generally people who work in medicine want to use that skill set. Um, but being uncomfortable is kind of an outside lane. You know, people aren't really used to that part. Uh, and I was like, yo, it's not that bad. We just push through it. It's hot. It's uncomfortable. Um, you're gonna, we would probably get cholera. We're definitely gonna have diarrhea. Um, half of us are gonna vomit. Um, we might get malaria, not 100% sure, but we got pills for that. Um, so you in, you know? Yeah. And people are like, uh, I think I'm in. I'm like, yeah, we'll be good. Let's go. You know, and last time we were there, we had earthquakes. We had four earthquakes while we were there. Um, I'd never been in an earthquake. And people who have, they're like, yeah, I've been in earthquakes. And they're like, used to it. I was not used to earthquakes. The earth should not move under my feet. Right. Uh, and they were like, and it was big earthquakes and the earthquakes they had there back in 2010 killed a lot of people. Um, and that, that nurse that I was talking about that brought me into it. Uh, her name's Vicky. She is a boss dude. She like heard about the earthquakes was on a plane the next day, literally was walking through the city, providing medical aid, dropping lines and people giving them IVs, treating whatever problems they had, moving to the next one, like mass triage. She was, she was like, I would come back the next day and see if the person was still alive, you know? Yeah, it's and insane. then treat them and move on. And I was like, yo, I want to be a part of this. Um, and it's been neat. We raised, my wife and I, between the two of us over all the trips, we've raised well over $10,000 because we have to pay for our flight, um, our food, the medicine. So that's the big thing is we actually buy the medicine that we're going to provide. So we have to raise money for the medicine. And that was, uh, it just goes to show like if you like put your head down and you just do it yeah, and you just like ask, like I've done it every time. Like, 
every time I met my, my numbers and never once did, you know, none of us make money off of it. And in fact, any residual money that came from like the bank of money that we had as a team, um, I'd leave it there with the pastor. Um, I knew, I knew the guy and he was a good person. And so we'd leave it with him and he'd write us a receipt, you know, and we could return that receipt back to who's responsible for our finances and, uh, you know, put that money towards wherever he feels it was necessary within his congregation, whether it was buildings or medicine or whatever the case was, but, you know, just, uh, being able to go there and help those people out when they really didn't have help. I, I had a guy who was like 80. He didn't, he didn't never, never had seen a doctor. Like no ever had seen a doctor in his life. Um, and, and, and I put a scale in front of him. It was pretty kind of weird. I put a scale, right? If I put a glass, if I put a piece of glass in front of you with a digital number, right? Any American, I put it in front of you and I pointed at it and I like pointed at you and I pointed it. You would understand with no words to stand on that. It's a scale. Right. Right. Like you'd be like, yeah, that's, I've seen this a bajillion times. I, I know what this is. He looks at me a couple of times. He has no idea what I'm doing. He's a little man. You know, he, if he weighed 90 pounds, I'd be surprised. So I just kind of put my hand underneath his armpits and I pick him up and I put him on the scale. <laughs> he just like awkwardly stands there and I look down and I get his weight. And then I kind of like hand motion him to step off of it. And, and he still isn't moving. I mean, you have to think about it. I just told the dude to stand on glass. That's yeah. what I've done. You know, yeah. all he knows is he's standing on a piece of glass and glass breaks and cuts you. And in Haiti, when you get cut, you die. Yeah. So like, he's pretty much like frozen. So I go back behind him. I pick him up again. I take him off and put him on the ground. The little ladies there are us are kind of chuckling, like, you know, cause they think it's funny that I'm picking this man up yeah, and moving him, him around where I need him to go, you know? And, and, uh, we're inside and I'm like, Hey, how do you feel? Like, or if I asked you, right. So, Hey, Martin, man, what's bothering you today? You know that I'm their medical, right? Right. Me in scrubs. You got a stethoscope on. You'd be like, yeah, today my knee hurts. And, um, you know, that kind of thing. And so we like ask him like, Hey, you know, so what's, what's wrong today? And he's like, he goes, I have pain in my stomach. Like, okay. So do a quick assessment, kind of asking him a series of questions that we do to help us figure out what we're doing. And one of the questions you ask is like, when was the last time you ate, you know, cause it helps you kind of, it's part of just your, your, your formula that you use. I'm like, when was the last time you ate? And he's like, um, like food. And I'm like, what's the other option? Like in my head, my translator is like, he says, I, I say it, my translator goes, he questioned food. And I was like, huh? What he else? Goes, he, he, he wants to know if you mean food. And I was like, well, what else would I ask him? And he goes, my translator put me in my place. He was like, dude, you got to think this guy probably doesn't eat very often. Obviously not. 80 years old and weighing like 90 pounds. Makes sense. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, food. When was the last time you ate food? Um, and he like thinks for a minute and he comes back and he's like, He's like many days, like that. That's how he describes it. He couldn't even like quantify. Yeah, not even like a week or nothing. Just many, many days. That's just many days. And I'm like, so he came to me not because of his medical needs, because he doesn't. And was he sick, dude? The dude had high blood pressure. I know this because I did a bunch of tests on him. High blood pressure. He was diabetic. Um, his cholesterol was all. He had a whole bunch of problems. He had kidney infections, but none of that. That was just part of his life. Right. Right. He came to me and I asked him what was wrong. And he said his stomach hurt. And his stomach hurt not because of any of the medical ailments, but because he hadn't eaten in a week. 
you know? And he didn't know to tell me all the other problems, his headache, his blurry vision, um, you know, like, which is a bunch of other problems. You tell me you have a headache, you have blurry vision, and I take your blood pressure, and it's 187 over, like, 96. Well, yeah, that's why you have blurry vision and a headache, because your brain right. is, like, not okay. It's getting, it's just, there's too much pressure in your body. And so, like, I give him pills. The dude never seen pills. I'm like, you got to take, remember that, like, that nine-year-old? Yeah. I'm talking to this 80-year-old man, like I did this nine-year-old, and I'm like, here's this pills. You got to take these, this one. Well, and I couldn't even tell him like, this one's a hypertension medication. It's going to reduce your blood pressure. I couldn't say that because I might well have gone blah 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 because none of those words made any sense to him, you know. And I said, you know how you have a headache and your eyes are blurry? And he said, yes. I said, this medicine will make that go away. <laughs> and he goes, okay, like not even the high, not even the high blood pressure. He didn't even appreciate where that came from. Yeah. I went back and saw him like a year later, and he was like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, my my eyes work better. That's cool. Like, you could have yeah, just told them they were cheeseburgers. Better, you know, you're like, this is what we call a cheeseburger, this little pill, and you take it. And it's a cheeseburger. This is, that's your food right there. But so, it, dude, that's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. And just being around those people, they're the sweetest human beings ever. They all smile. Everyone has white teeth. It's dirty outside. It's muddy. It's rainy. It's humid. And, and the people that wear white, their white is like cleaner than whiter things I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, how? I, I put a white t-shirt on in about four minutes. There's going to be a stain. Yeah, mustard, ketchup, you know. All I did was, I could have just been standing in the middle of a roof. My shirt's going to get dirty, you know? Yeah. These guys are like wearing like white suits in the most, like seriously terribly dirty environment and their stuff stays white, you know? Um, and they're just, they're just kind human beings and they'd ask, like, do you need anything? They'd ask me that. Like, I'm yeah. here to help you. And they're like, do you need anything? And it was humbling that they were like willing to help me. Out. To help and you, and yeah. I created really great friendships with, you know, some of my interpreters that I had there, become friends of mine, and um, obviously we have a, just a fantastic outside of working relationship, healthy friendship relationship, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it was a, a calling, and I felt like I had to go, and it's been, I know for both my wife and ourselves, it's just been a really a fantastic piece to our life, and. It's amazing, man. Yeah, well, this is fantastic. Obviously, that through that program, through that mission, you help a lot of people. But in the end, yeah. you know, we always go back to this self-care that that did a lot for you as well. Right. Not just about oh, learning, preparing mm -hmm. you for 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 the future. Uh, you know, you get better, obviously, every time it's it's like training. It's like practice. Um, but for your soul, this has to be good for you. You have to come back a better person from this, right? You you have to feel good about knowing, you know, you're going to go back in the future. You know, you, you probably don't stop thinking about what are some things I can do better. You know, how can I improve myself? I mean, all those things have to be good for you. They have to make you feel better, in essence, make you a better person, yeah. right? Helping Helping others definitely does. It humbled me, yeah. that's for sure. Um, you know, and I've said to people all the time, I was like, yo, go make somebody smile today. Go, go outside and find a person and make them smile. Like be kind, go be good to somebody today. And by being good to somebody, you see them feel good. And then you yourself feel good. And when you're not exposing yourself to other people, you never get to make anybody feel good. And I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Who you are. Some people might argue it and they're going to be, you know, the grumpy people, but that's fine. I don't care who you are. Right. If you make somebody else feel good, you will feel better, you know? So, if, and, and there's always, 
always somebody in the world that's in a better and a worse spot, excuse me, than you are. And you have to be humble with that, you know, and as bad as my day could ever be in my life, like as, as terrible as my day could be with divorce and, you know, my losing my kid when we were young, obviously we have a relationship now and it's healthy, but like going through that process as a young man, you know, losing jobs, um, struggling with finances, all that stuff, dude, like my worst day didn't even compare to some people's best day. Yeah, man. And, and being able to like see those things on a regular basis, uh, humbles you. And that's why like, I'm so pushing on my kindness. You know, I get, you know, people will sometimes call, you know, they see kindness as like a weakness and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, being kind is not weak. Not It's not weak at all. Um, kindness is strong, man. You want to talk about strength? Yeah. Go be nice to somebody. Like that, that takes a lot of work. Sometimes. It does. It takes Usually a lot of work. Like the person. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> <And> yes. <laughs> you, 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 you just got to do it, man. You got to be a good person. You got to be kind. Um, you don't have to be weak. I mean, you know, my, my, I, I'm a, I'm a kind, sweet person, man. I'm a big teddy bear. You know what I mean? I, I'm just as emotional as anybody else in the world is, but I'll tell you what, man, you cross something that I care about. You cross my family. You hurt my life. You hurt my kid. You do something like that. Like we're going to have, we're going to have problems, yeah. you know? Um, and I have no, no qualms going to that area. I don't want to, I never choose to go there. Right. Like, Oh, I'm just going to do it. Right. It's intentional. And it's because then it's time to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to, you, you can do both. Can, can you be a violent person who, who knows how to be aggressive? Absolutely. But do you not know how to manage that violence and manage that anger and aggression and use it when it's appropriate. Other than that, be a kind human being. <laughs> be a I think good that, person. Good, good person, man. Just love other people. And it's not like the whole like love, peace, and harmony, bro. I mean, no, not that. Just like be good. Like yeah. you're outside and you see somebody say hello. Hello. How are you today? Smile at them. That might be the only, you might be the only person that says hello to them that entire day. You know, the old lady with the groceries, that's a given, right? Taking a grocery cart from somebody who's walking it to the grocery thingy and you're walking into the store and we take the cart for them. Letting someone turn in front of you while you're driving. I mean, like the things that piss us off all day long, like hurry up, come on, let's go. Like, why are you in a hurry, bro? Calm down. You're right. gonna, that four seconds, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like everything's going to be kosher. Just let things go the way that they're going to go. Don't be a dick. That's really what it pulls down to. Like just be a caring human being and find opportunity to help others. And you'd be surprised what it's going to do for yourself. And and that's, that's perfect because that's kind of what our motto has been with the, or the admins and and all of us on the, you might be a veteran if page is, you know, don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. Right. And and that, that, that Mm -hmm. alone, that just start with that. If people can start with that, you're on a, on, on, on a good path. So if you start there, yeah. you know, you, you might not be able to go to Haiti right now and help someone else. Sure, Cause that's right, amazing. Exactly. But start by yeah. not being an asshole. How about that? And then we, we start yep. there. Let me know when you've gone a month doing that, how it's going for you. And then we'll talk next steps, baby steps. Right. So Daniel, I, little by little. And it's yeah, kind, man. Thanks dude. It this is, is awesome. I, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I love uh, being your friend. Um, I'm so happy we met. We met 
on that fateful night uh, when you were uh, you were you were hosting an event for you know uh, someone else. You were you were you're promoting someone else's yeah. business, someone else's uh, social media page. You know, uh, because out of the kindness of your heart, you just wanted to help others and at the same time raise some money, raise some awareness for 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 veterans. Um, and so and that that ever since then, it's pretty much been downhill from then. <laughs> but uh no we've, we've all, uh, all done yeah Thanks. we yeah we're now we're here uh but no man it's been it's been an awesome ride and and our friendship has only gone stronger and so i think we've have we have a lot of um you know uh, things in common obviously and so i think that's what keeps us just you know doing our, our own thing but it, it always brings us back to what are we going to do this time you know i know that we we always talk about doing events and stuff like that and we've done a few together yeah. the the last few ones you know yeah. um i know you're not in town anymore in the state but um we're we're still i hope we can still plan on on doing some some future yeah. events together and all that so most of our people um a lot of us we all started here in arizona but a lot of us have gone to different states uh bobby you yeah. know nika you and so the the core group maybe one andy, of these days will oh i know yeah. andy too the latest man that's andy's another great guy dude we 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 truly you 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 built this um this group and uh just us few you know just our, our little group um we're all different yeah. different backgrounds but what an awesome group um of like you said uh good people uh, and and you know, uh, speaking of Andy, man, they don't get freaking nicer than that, I, dude. I want to punch him in the face. He's so nice. I, 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 I don't even know. I, being like nice, like you, I mean, you're an awesome guy. You're a <laughs> yeah. nice guy, Andy. I don't know how the dude, the he dude, the, the dude is the nicest guy. You you like, and he can kill you. He can kill you with two fingers yeah. if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. Go run a marathon you don't get nicer. Than that, that dude gives the best hugs too. I know it's weird to say, but Andy, you could kiss us too. I mean, Andy, what's up, yeah. brother? He goes, put it in here. I don't do handshakes. I hug your soul. He hugs your soul. He hugs your soul. Yeah, that's he what, does. That's what Andy. But you know, does, I think so. for me, it's been important to like bring people into like my world that are better than me, and that's what I've done with like all of you guys. Like you're all better human beings yeah. and like by bringing better people around me, I've become better, yeah. you know? And like, so I've just, I've worked at bringing people who do things that I can't do, who are better people than me to just make me a better human being and utilize all of us together and like go out and just change the world one person at a time, you know, you just make impact on one body, one person, you've done a good job. You know, if you can make it on thousands, you've done even better, make it on millions. We're talking amazing. Right. But, but just surround yourself with people that are better than you who are there to lift you up and are humble and good humans and, you know, live life as a happy human being. I think it's important. man. That's the key, man. Iron sharpens iron. So you, you surround yourself with some great people and I'm, I'm honored to be part of that group too. I think um, every person, like you said, that you meet just um, helps you in one way or another. You don't, you might not even know, yep. But uh, everyone has an influence on you. So if you if you surround yourself with great people, those influences are going to be good. So I appreciate your time, Absolutely, man, bro. for coming on here, sharing <laughs> sharing your story, sharing the the all the awesome shit you've done. And I know we we didn't even touch like twenty five percent of the things that you've done and and the things that that you're doing and all that stuff. But just this enough. 
um, just, I mean, just this alone uh, is enough, I think, to, to let people know that, you know, we, we started off by joking that we're, we're just average dudes, but we, we really are, right? I mean, we're, we're the, the reason all these things happen to us is because we said yes. At some point, we said yes to the military. Yep. We said yes to helping others. We said whatever, you know, was put in front of us, we weren't scared to work hard at it. And I think that if that's the biggest lesson, if others just, if they just do that, they, they can do all these things too. They can have a rich history and, and help a ton of other folks and, and have these awesome okay. experiences, man. So that's all I want. I just want to help other people, help other people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's, that'd be the best thing ever, you know? So, yeah. so well, thanks for having me, bro. Of course. And, and I hope if anyone ever has, you know, anyone who's ever listened to this and ever needs anything or has a question or wants to do something like i know if you can't contact mario or myself and we can't get it for you it's because you're asking for something that doesn't exist on earth but we'll still even try to get that well yeah well Uh, yeah and it's yeah i'm like anything can happen at at aminium i'm still looking for that that precious metal you know that wolverine is is made out of i know people have asked about it and i know that it's in a comic book but i'm still out there looking for it where if you guys have heard of it in wyoming maybe maybe but um if you guys have any questions go check out the you might be a veteran page man it's a it's a group um you know full of awesome people um you can find daniel there you can find him on facebook um same thing with fallen 360 facebook instagram uh if you guys need any help you know veterans family members you just have questions you know uh hit us up but thank you daniel once again uh you are amazing so for daniel doc Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Maloney. Thank you. Thank you. I am outside the wire. Aguire. See you all next time. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs! This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot. Uh, <clears throat> no, nope, that's all wrong. Hold on. Catino is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What nope. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Catino Sauce Company. Catino? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. (laughs) You gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit catinosauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. 
Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Tino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-based donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing! What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be by the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. 